When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up guys, welcome to Wrestling World, and welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling World, because the Elimination Chamber has passed, and we now have a new WWE Champion, and his name is The Miz. This is a big surprise to me. Well, I can't say it is, because as predictable as WWE is Today, this comes as no surprise. We knew The Miz was going to cash in at some point. We knew it was going to happen. And it was just way too predictable this Sunday. Now, many of you may know that I don't like The Miz. But... This isn't a bad thing. And the reason I say it's not a bad thing, because there's another pay-per-view coming up shortly. And that is Fastlane. Now, if you watched Monday Night Raw this past Monday, then you'll see that Bobby Lashley has beaten Braun Strowman to be the number one contender to face The Miz. Now the stipulation was that if Braun Strowman had beaten Bobby Lashley, that Braun Strowman would be added to the match. But that did not happen. And now next week we are getting Bobby Lashley versus The Miz. This can go one or two ways. Bobby Lashley could win next Monday and become the new WWE Champion, defeating The Miz, or Drew McIntyre could interfere, costing Bobby Lashley his opportunity. Honestly, I could see Bobby going over and beating The Miz, but with a fast lane, excuse me, with a fast lane pay-per-view coming up, I don't see it happening. I, I see Miz retaining with some sort of interference. It would be cool to see Bobby Lashley win this match. But with the circumstances that could happen, I, I, I just don't see Bobby Lashley getting on top just yet. Not saying it won't happen because Bobby Lashley is a top heel right now. And and somewhere down the line, I do see Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. So, to me, The Miz winning the WWE Championship isn't a bad thing because obviously he's just a placeholder champion until... Somebody takes it over till somebody beats him, as I should say. And like I said, Fastlane is just three weeks away. So I could see the Miz being a champion for three weeks. I, I don't I don't see him going into WrestleMania with the title. I just don't see it. And why? Because everything that The Miz has done in this past year, I don't see WWE taking this seriously. I don't don't see WWE booking him as a a strong, solid champion. Like they did McIntyre or like they did Bray Wyatt or Seth Rollins in the past. I just don't see them booking The Miz to be a solid champion going into WrestleMania. The only reason I I could 
the only reason they basically gave the Miz this championship was because he had to cash in this Money in the Bank contract at some point. So to me, in order to get that out of the way, they put the championship on him. Until, you know, Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre defeats him. Which anything could happen at Fastlane. You know, we could see Lashley versus The Miz. We could see Drew McIntyre versus The Miz. But anything could happen. So honestly, I'm not bummed out about this. I'm not worried about it because I don't see The Miz holding on to the title. A lot of people are saying, yeah, The Miz deserves it. And I, I know I... I talk a lot of crap about the guy, but honestly, maybe he does deserve a little credit. I mean, he's been in the company for 10 years. He hasn't, well, no, excuse me. He hasn't held a WWE championship in 10 years. I mean, with all the stuff he's been doing recently, with all the comedy gimmicks with John Morrison, no, it hasn't been great. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm actually happy for The Miz. I'm not extremely happy for The Miz, you know, because I'm not a big fan of The Miz, but he does deserve some credit. Now, honestly... Do I think somebody like John Morrison deserves it better? Do I think somebody like John Morrison could be a solid champion in WWE? Of course. John Morrison is way more athletic and he just has the skills. If it were up to me, I'd rather see John Morrison be the WWE champion. I'd rather see John Morrison turn on The Miz. Which now would be a good chance if, if, if it were to happen. But I doubt that's going to happen because I, it's, it's The Miz and Morrison, they've been together for a while. And I've read some reports that the plan is for Damian Priest and Bad Bunny to go up against The Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania. So that's another reason why I don't see The Miz going over at Fastlane. I don't see him holding on to the title till Mania. That's why I'm not so bummed out about this. And I, I see Twitter. I see Facebook, Instagram. People are, are, are furious that The Miz win. Like I said, to me it was predictable because The Miz has the contract. He had to cash in at some point. You know they could they couldn't hold it off past WrestleMania because you know the Money in the Bank pay per view is I believe it's right after WrestleMania or somewhere around there. I'm not exactly sure. So this had to happen. If it wasn't going to happen at Elimination Chamber, it would have happened, say on Monday Night Raw or even WrestleMania for that matter. But being that they took The Miz out of the Elimination Chamber like they did and added Kofi Kingston in kind of told me something that they were going to do something with The Miz. I had a bad feeling in my gut the night of the Elimination Chamber. Something told me that The Miz would cash in. I mean, hey, something told me Bray Wyatt would show up. But honestly, I didn't expect that. Um, he didn't. He didn't show up. I'm not trying to ruin anything, but he didn't show up. Um, but yeah, like I said, something told me that The Miz would cash in. And I was right. There was also a part of me that said Drew McIntyre would retain. But that didn't happen. He won the Elimination Chamber match. But then The Miz cashed in. 
But like I said, this isn't a bad thing because fast lane is right around the corner. So please be calm, be patient. Because we still have one more pay-per-view before WrestleMania. And let's give Miz his 15 minutes of fame. Let's give Miz a couple weeks with the title. It, it, it's not going to kill us, honestly. I don't see it being a bad thing. I don't see it being horrible for now. But like I said, I believe John Morrison deserves better. Him being in a tag team with the Miz, it's not benefiting him. When you look at his his uh, past and Impact Wrestling and all these other companies, you know, I believe he wrestled for Lucha Underground. He deserves so much more than to be stuck in a tag team with the Miz. This guy comes back from WWE and automatically is just the Miz's sidekick at this point. It's like a Batman and Robin type thing. You know, Miz is Batman. John Morrison is Robin. He's just the sidekick. And it's not benefiting John Morrison. It's not. Because John Morrison is in these two-on-one handicap matches one week. He's in a comedy skit the next week. I mean... We see The Miz benefiting from it because he got the contract. He got the WWE Championship finally. But what does this do for Morrison? Because the only thing John Morrison is doing at this point is cutting promos for The Miz. And basically making The Miz look good. Now, I wouldn't say... You know, throw John Morrison in NXT or throw him somewhere else. or But he deserves a, a little something out of this. With the new United States champion and Matt Riddle, why don't they throw John Morrison in a feud with him? Where, where John Morrison can benefit from something. You know, John Morrison, I believe, could be a WWE champion, like I said. But he is not benefiting with his current booking right now. And if I'm John Morrison, I'm probably, probably frustrated. You have all the success in Impact Wrestling. You have the success in all these other companies. And you make it to, the, to one of the top companies, WWE, and they screw you over. And there's nothing holding this guy back. I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. But it's just the booking. I mean, John Morrison's not the only one that is suffering with this because there's so many other guys that are from just taking a back seat to other wrestlers. If you look at Keith Lee or Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, I don't believe, has he wasn't even on Raw this week. And Braun Strowman, you know, he comes back and he's just putting other guys over. Braun Strowman at one point could have been a WWE champion. And honestly, if they would push Braun Strowman like a babyface like they did before, he could be a dominant champion. And, and they had that chance years ago, like I said, in, in recent episodes, but they, they don't do it. They drop the ball. Like they've done so many times with so many guys. And I'm going to do this episode today to talk about these guys that aren't getting put over and then after that I'm not going to talk about it anymore because it drives me insane to talk about it 
to see so much talent get wasted and then released, and then they bring up these new guys from NXT, and they don't they don't do nothing with them. But Braun Strowman, to me, could have been a WWE champion a long time ago. He had a good catchphrase, get these hands, you know, he had the strength, the agility. For a man his size, he, he was fast. He still is, but WWE can't recognize talent when they see it. WWE doesn't put over their talent like they should. And, it, and as good as NXT is, it can be a problem for guys like, um, it could be a problem for guys like somebody like Lars Sullivan, who should have been a top star, but he had some problems. You look at guys like Shinsuke Nakamura, who was a big star in NXT, but he just fell through. But when I look at Braun Strowman, and I, I look at his career in the beginning to now, I'm thinking, man, this guy started as a member of the Wyatt family. Had a singles career. Could have been the next big thing in WWE could have been the next monster. But they dropped the ball. This guy, he can cut a promo. Now his promos aren't always the greatest, but whatever he lacks in promos, he makes up for in the ring. And I believe at one point, Maybe WWE wanted to book him as a, a world champion. He has had a WWE championship before, but he was just a WWE champion to put over The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Which I'm not complaining because The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, you know, is one of my favorites, but Braun Strowman, he could have had a few title defenses. He could have had a better run. And it's a shame that he didn't. And they just have no clue what to do with him now. And then when I see him not getting put over, being taken off the TV for a few months, and then to come back and still get treated the same like he did, it's just, it's almost gut-wrenching to me. How a guy with his athleticism just doesn't get put over. Because as a babyface, he was over with the fans. Even as a heel, he was over with the fans because of that whole feud with Roman Reigns, which I've talked about before. And whenever he had that feud with Bray Wyatt, I think that was a very good feud and it, they had a history together and you know, when they had the Swamp match, Braun Strowman, he said he was going to become this new monster. And from there on, I thought we were going to see the old Braun Strowman. We were going to see something better. And that was such a good feud. And I, I, I thought from there on, it would, it would be better, but it wasn't. And then I see Braun Strowman being booked the same. I mean, he did win that WWE Championship, but it really doesn't mean anything. I 
And I, I don't know if Vince McMahon just saw something in, in him he didn't like or what happened. But it's, I'm surprised he's, he's still even on TV at this point. And then, you know, when I, when I see him on TV, and then I see the booking, it's like they don't even care. It's, it's like they don't care who gets put over, who doesn't get put over at this point. They just want to, they, they just want to put over whoever at this point. They're not putting the stars they should put over, that, that they need to put over. But they're putting over guys that makes no sense. Look at retribution. Retribution's still a thing. Why? Why is it still a thing? Why why are they getting more TV time than guys like Braun Strowman? Why do we see the Miz and Morrison every week? I mean, hell, even Bad Bunny's gotten more TV time than guys like Braun Strowman. And he's been on the roster for, what, two weeks? Come on. This is ridiculous. They have a three-hour show. Do something. Braun Strowman, he deserves better. He's another one that deserves better. But he's been forgotten about. And I can go on and on and on about guys that are being put over right now that shouldn't be. I get that you want to make new stars. But when I see the bad booking in the segments, it's just, it's hard to watch. The problem with WWE nowadays is I think they focus too much on segments. They focus too much on promos. They have a three-hour show, and you maybe see one match out of the first half hour of the show. The first 15, 20 minutes is a promo. Or it's a backstage segment. And like I said, that could be used to put guys like Strowman over. That could be used to put guys like um, Elias over or Jackson Riker. But WWE, they focus too much on segments. And it sucks when you have a three-hour show and all this talent backstage that doesn't get used. I just found out the other day that Bo Dallas, another guy that that should be on TV and hasn't been and was wasted, I just found out the other day that he is actually preparing a real estate career. He's preparing for life after WWE. So that means we will no longer see Bo Dallas in a WWE ring, if reports are true. Now, I would say this is just a rumor, but honestly, I believe it. We haven't seen Bo Dallas in months. It's been almost, what, two years, a year? I don't know. A long time, right? 
And Bo Dallas, he is the brother of Bray Wyatt. Now, I know they can't do this now, but back when the whole Firefly Funhouse was going on, they could have had Bo Dallas get involved. Now, Bo Dallas did have a short run as a tag team champion with the B team with Michael McGillicuddy. But they released Michael McGillicuddy, or Curtis Askel, Axel, whatever you want to call him, and they kept Bo Dallas. Why? Because that man has done nothing but sit backstage. And that man was big in NXT. This man is the brother of Bray Wyatt, the son of the IRS man. And there is no reason why he shouldn't be involved with Bray Wyatt. It would have made a perfect story. They could have got him involved. I don't understand. They could have just gave him some TV time in the Firefly Funhouse. At least he'd be doing something. Nowadays, I compare wrestling to football. I compare wrestling to the NFL, and I'm going to explain why. Because when I look at WWE, and I look at the booking, I look at everything in a three-hour show or SmackDown on a two-hour show, and you know, you see the same guys on TV. You see the same guys every single week. Nothing changes. Nothing is different. And so, I compare this to football. Why? Because, say you have a football team. And I might have said this in another episode, but I'm going to say it again. Say you have a football team. You have one player on your team that's ready to go, healthy, and he can go but you let him sit on the bench the entire time the game is going. There's nothing wrong with the player, but you make him sit out the entire time when he'd rather be playing on the field, when he'd rather be doing his job. But instead, he has to sit out the whole entire game. That's basically what WWE is doing with their talent. Instead of letting the wrestlers be out in the ring and performing and doing their job, they have their talent sitting in the back or sitting at home doing absolutely nothing. And while I wish Bo Dallas the best in what he does, I believe in you, Bo. I believe that you will have a better life outside of WWE. You will have a better life doing what you're doing. And I wish him the best and all the happiness because he's a talented man. He's gifted. But WWE couldn't pull their head out of their asses long enough to realize that. They, 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 they didn't realize his potential in NXT. They've had opportunities to pair him with Bray Wyatt. They could have did something with the B team back then. That could have been a thing. It was over with the crowd, but they, they dropped the ball once again. And now Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are both without contracts with WWE. Not, not yet with Bo Dallas, but that's going to happen, apparently. As sad as it is to say, another talent has been wasted. So good luck to you, Bo Dallas, and everything you do. Another talent that has been wasted by 
WWE's poor decisions is Carlito. I'm not going to talk too much about Carlito because there are guys and women that I, I want to talk about. But Carlito is somebody that they brought back that somebody that we were excited to see. Where's he at now? This guy's been gone how many years from WWE and they just they just quit using him. Now I get it. The tag team division is pretty much locked, you know. But he could he could be used to put some guys over. Back to Braun Strowman, they could use Braun Strowman and Carlito. That Carlito could push Strowman over. Carlito could put Elias over or Jackson Riker or Ricochet. But that doesn't happen. That's what Carlito is there to do. When you get to a certain point in your career, you give back to the business. You put guys over. How does WWE expect for anybody to be over at this point? With COVID going on, it is hard enough for stars to get over now than it is anytime. Because there is no crowd. Yes, we have them up on the screens, like I said in my previous episode. But it doesn't have the same effect as if it were a live crowd in the arena. We don't hear the boos or cheers. So I think it is hard for a wrestler to get over. Unless they have the right storyline. Or, or the right booking when it comes to matches or promos or whatever. They need that to be over. A wrestler can get over just by a simple promo. You look at Randy Orton. Guys like him who don't even have to be in the ring, but they can cut a promo and automatically be over. Randy Orton, he's been over for many, many years. He will always be over with the fans because he's Randy Orton. Look at Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, you know, went from being the top female in WWE, but then she, she stopped. She didn't come around like she used to when it came to performing. She wasn't the top female as she used to be. Then they, they paired her with Nikki Cross, who that pairing didn't even make sense because it, it just it didn't make sense to me. But now look at her. She is now over because of the promo she's been cutting with Bray Wyatt, of everything she's been doing with him so far. She doesn't even have to be on TV to be over because of this storyline with Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Alexa Bliss. She doesn't have to be over. I mean, I'm sorry. She doesn't have to be on TV to be over. Why? Because of the booking. Because of the storyline she's in. She's being booked properly. And yes, that's great. Yes, that's great for her. But And that's how you get a star over. But like I said, WWE, they have opportunities to put people over. They have so many opportunities to do this. They don't do it. You can't say they don't have the talent. Because they do. When you have guys like Carlito on the roster, Sheamus... Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, guys like that, Rey Mysterio, that can put this younger talent over. 
when I see guys like Braun Strowman, Jackson Riker, Elias, Ricochet, guys like that who aren't getting put over, it's frustrating. Speaking of Ricochet, where's he at? Where's he been? I heard that he was on on some main event show. Excuse me, guys. I'll be right back. I have to take care of something real quick. I'll be right back. Okay, guys, sorry, I am back. Had to take care of something real quick. Sorry for the pause. <laughs> um, anyway. When I see guys like Ricochet, who was a promising young man, same out of NXT, And then he was feuding with AJ Styles at one point. He has the athleticism, the speed, and everything. And then after his feud with AJ Styles, man, he... It's just like he didn't matter no more. He was in this... Feud with uh, Ricochet and Retribution. And that didn't go anywhere. So at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Ricochet will ask for his release. I won't be surprised when Ricochet goes to work for companies like AEW or even Impact at this point. Maybe even Ring of Honor. Because Ricochet is amazing, man. That guy can work for anybody at any other company and probably be more over and even in the indies than he is now. It's a shame that Ricochet can't be on a three-hour show. It's a shame he can't be on a two-hour show. WWE is too concerned with putting over bullshit storylines. They have a three-hour show, but they can't make time for the guys that they already have on their roster. And when I see a tag team like Retribution get more story time, get more TV time than guys like Ricochet. Or Braun Strowman. Or John Morrison. Well John Morrison I can't even say. Because he's had more TV time. He's just not being booked right. But when I see that happening. When guys that deserve TV time. And don't get it. It's infuriating to me. Because WWE has forgotten. About it's stars. The ones that matter. And with new champions being crowned like Matt Riddle or The Miz, there's no reason why they can't have a much bigger division for guys like Ricochet, Strowman, Morrison, um, guys like that, Cesaro even, who we see you know, Cesaro getting a big push on SmackDown. It's about time, right? But who, who knows how long that's going to last. When they have a three-hour show with new champions crowned, that should open up doors. That should open up opportunities to say, hey, give me some damn TV time. But it's like the WWE roster is just stuck in the mud right now. They have no direction. 
They don't know where to go. So it's like, okay, we'll turn this guy here, we'll turn this guy to the face, see where this goes. If it doesn't work the first time, it doesn't work the second time, why try it a third time? Because they don't know what they're doing. Should Braun Strowman turn heel? No. He was a good heel, but he was even better babyface because he was over with the fans. Should you know, guys like Ricochet turn heel? No, because he was already over with the fans. It's just WWE just doesn't see this. They don't see the potential that they could have to build new stars. They're not looking, you know, two years, three years down the road. They're too focused. I, I honestly think they're too focused on bringing people in from NXT and building stars from there. But once they get these guys from NXT coming in, it's like they forget about the guys who were already there, the, the women and the men. And it's a problem. Honestly, I think NXT should be a roster of its own, a brand of its own, instead of bringing them in from the main roster. Because then you would have Raw as its own brand, NXT as its own brand, and SmackDown as its own brand. Quit calling Raw and SmackDown the main roster. Make NXT its own brand completely. That way you have Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And then maybe have some Raw, when they, when they do the draft, have some Raw and SmackDown superstars get drafted to NXT. Have some NXT guys come up to Raw and SmackDown and get drafted to, to, to whatever, you know? That would be interesting. I've honestly, I've heard that Finn Balor would like to work with Randy Orton. That would be cool. But that's why, like I said, I think that the problem is they're so focused on the next new star that is going to come up. Matt Riddle's finally having success on the main roster. But what about Keith Lee? Like I said, Keith Lee, when you look at Shinsuke, guys that came up from NXT, they're doing nothing. At this point, I don't see why they just don't put Keith Lee on NXT at this point. Because he's doing nothing on the main roster. I wouldn't be surprised if the NXT guys fear the main roster. I'm sure a lot of the NXT guys and, and women would rather stay on NXT than to go to the main roster because they know that once they go to that main roster, their career is going to go downhill. And that's because that's what I've seen. Shinsuke Nakamura is a good example. He's a very good example. Now they're bringing Rhea Ripley in from NXT, and I think she'll do fine. I do. But what's this going to do to the roster you already have? What's this going to do to Asuka? What's this going to do to Becky Lynch when she returns? Is Becky Lynch still going to be a big name in the division. And what will they do with Becky Lynch when she returns? Now Charlotte Flair and Oscar they're teasing a feud this past Monday on Raw. Now I'm assuming that Charlotte Flair will go on to WrestleMania at some point, maybe face Oscar in a rematch. 
The problem I'm seeing right now in the women's division is the fact that they have Oscar teaming with with uh, Charlotte Flair. To, to be in a tag team. It's just... They need to focus on the women's championship. Because honestly, it seems like there's so much focus on the tag team titles right now with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. They're not, they're not focused on building rivalries and competing for the women's championship. Charlotte Flair eventually will be a women's champion again as much as I dread that because I'm not a Charlotte Flair fan either I feel that I feel she's had many of opportunities but they need to do something with the women's division because or take the title off of Asuka because the women's division yeah they could do something and then they can make it interesting. But what are they going to do when you have the Becky Lynch return? When you have Rhea Ripley and you have Asuka and Charlotte? What, what are you going to do then? What's going to happen to the tag team division? Honestly... Right now, Shayna and Nia are killing it in the tag team division. As much as I hate to give Nia credit for anything, it's the truth. But what are they going to do when when Becky Lynch returns? Rhea Ripley on the main roster? You know, you got Lacey Evans. I would hope at this point it would get interesting. But I don't see things ending well for Asuka. I don't think she's had a good championship run, to be honest, in my opinion. She makes a good champion, but she doesn't... She hasn't had a good run. And and that's somebody that came in from NXT undefeated. Until Charlotte Flair beat her for the for the first time. And and Asuka I would honestly I think she'd benefit more on SmackDown with women like Sasha Banks and Bailey and Bianca Blair. Because I honestly, I see Bianca Blair being pushed to the top. And I see Asuka. I think she'd benefit more with working with Bianca Blair, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, Just those three in general. Because right now... She's just not having a good run. And when you bring in the Rhea Ripley's and the Becky Lynch's and those big stars, I, I don't see Asuka up there. I don't see Asuka hanging with them. I, I just I see her taking a back seat. I see her getting the Nikki Cross treatment, as I like to call it. Like I said about the NFL, how they have stars, how they, excuse me, how they have football players that they don't use and they just put them on the back burner. I see Oscar taking a back seat to whoever they call up next. To I see her taking a back seat to the Rhea Ripley's, to the Charlotte Flair's, to the Becky Lynch's. To those women. Now Charlotte Flair. We don't got to worry about her being over. Because she's a Flair. She'll always be over. Whether we want her to or not. 
in my eyes, she will always hold a championship. I feel she's not taking a backseat to nobody. Because WWE, they just see her as somebody who is much bigger. I, I've said it on so many episodes of my podcast. I said she is the John Cena of the women's division. And she is. Because they just throw titles at her. Not saying she hasn't earned it, but man. WWE really doesn't know what to do with the talent that they have. I've I've even heard rumors that Ronda Rousey is going to return. I don't know how true that is. Um, She's doing her own thing with Twitch, but... Or whatever she's doing. But look at Alexa Bliss. I'm going to bring her name up for a minute because... I I would much rather see her be pushed. In the women's division. Than... Than honestly, Rhea Ripley at this point. I like Rhea Ripley, but I don't. I don't think she should be caught up to the main roster just yet. I think it's too soon because I think the women's division right now is a clusterfuck as it is, and I think the right time for Rhea Ripley to come up would be after WrestleMania because I think right now the best thing WWE could do for WrestleMania is book. Alexa Bliss versus Asuka or Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair because right now I think Alexa Bliss is the most over female in the women's division besides Charlotte Flair besides Becky Lynch but like what I'm seeing now Is I'm seeing Charlotte Flair kind of take that big role again, and we'll see Oscar versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. That, but then a few weeks ago we saw Oscar versus Alexa Bliss. And being that she has this new character, this new persona, this new gimmick. She's over. She's over with the fans. That girl doesn't even have to be in the arena to be over. Like I said, she's already there. The only thing, the only problem I actually have with Alexa Bliss is that she she doesn't stay in character outside of WWE. I don't mean in person. I mean, on social media. To protect a character well, you gotta live that character. I'm not saying out in public, but at least on social media. And when I when I see her being on Punky Brewster, the new the new Peacock series or whatever, and I see her on social media. As herself. And in a way I think it hurts her character. Because you do want to protect that character. Especially. If you're a heel or babyface. It goes both ways. Especially if you're a heel. Because you want to. Make people mad. Whether you're on social media or in person. It is your job to piss people off. But Alexa Bliss, she doesn't do a good job of staying in character. Now, she doesn't always have to be in character, but to protect her character down the long run for the next few years, I'd say stay in character and do what you got to do. There's a reason Undertaker was so good at protecting himself because he 
he lived his character. He didn't do the interviews. You know, back in the day, Twitter wasn't really a thing. He protected his character well. Whether he was the American badass or, or, or just the dead man Undertaker character. And I think Twitter has become a problem for some wrestlers because you got to protect your character. You have to. Because it just looks... It looks bad. I know this is pro wrestling. I get it. But... Back then, you didn't see people breaking character too often. Back then, people lived that character. But social media has taken over pro wrestling. Whether it's WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW, whatever, it has taken over pro wrestling. It could be good, it could be bad, but I, I see it as a problem. Now, WWE, they use it to advertise pay-per-views, which is good. But they, they, they tend to, to, to use it wrongfully, as I should say. Sometimes... I, I see them advertising matches on social media more than I see them advertising it on a three-hour show or a two-hour show, which is a problem. So, in my opinion, they need to cool it, but hey, I'm not a writer. I don't, I don't, I don't control the social media Honestly, I think it should be a rule that if you have social media, you should only be allowed to post certain things as a professional wrestler. There has to come a point where you have to be in character as a healer, babyface, whatever. Makes me wonder if there is actually rules to a professional wrestler having social media. It does make you wonder. But anyways, guys, enough with that. Um, <laughs> I want to actually do another episode of this talking about WWE and its forgotten talent because there are so many names, other names that I want to mention and I just wasn't able to get to in a one-hour show. But I do want to do like a part two to this episode at some point. Because there's so much talent that I've seen just be wasted. And like I said, it's a shame for, for talent to get wasted. When they have NXT, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown. Like I said, they should make NXT their own brand, but hey, that's not me. If they made NXT their own brand, they would save a lot of talent. Instead of calling guys up to the main roster, they can do that during the draft. They can draft superstars. And I believe that we get a lot of wrestlers over. But hey, I'm just a podcaster. What do I know? <laughs> but I would like to do another episode of this and see where it goes. But I do have so many other plans to do more episodes. I took a break last week. I took a week off. Now I'm back. I'm back to doing what I love. I'm back to doing what I do. I appreciate you guys listening all the time. I tell you every week because I, I truly appreciate it. 
I've come far in this, and this is only the beginning. I want to thank you guys for listening. Catch me every Wednesday for another episode of Wrestling World. Thank you guys, and God bless. Have a nice night.